0: Hey there. Before we jump into today's show, Duarte and I want to tell you about an upcoming series that we're working on for Apple News today. The week of Thanksgiving, we'll be talking about the ways the pandemic has impacted American families and our relationships. And we want to hear from you.
1: So we have three questions for you. You could answer any one that applies to your life. First, have you or someone you love experienced loneliness during the pandemic? If so, how are you coping?
0: Second, if you're a parent, what have been your challenges raising kids during the pandemic?
1: And third, how has the pandemic impacted your romantic relationships, your marriage, your dating life?
0: Use your phone to record a voice memo and send it to us at applenewstoday at apple.com. That's applenewstoday, all one word, at apple.com.
1: And make sure to say your name and tell us where you're from,
0: thanks. Good morning. It's Thursday, November 12th. I'm Shamita Basu.
1: And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them.
0: The number of COVID-19 hospitalizations in the U.S. is surging again, and it's putting a particular strain on hospital systems in rural areas. One hospital in Montana, which serves a county of about 2,000 people, is so overwhelmed, it started locking the door to its emergency room. The hospital's chief of staff told the Wall Street Journal they're screening people outside the ER, one by one, before deciding to let them in. The largest nearby hospital is 90 miles away. Its ICU was at 167% capacity this week.
1: On Tuesday, nationwide, there were nearly 62,000 people in hospitals with COVID-19. That's a new record and a 40 percent increase from two weeks ago. The Atlantic reports 17 states hit their peak for hospitalizations this week and so many more are just about to be overwhelmed. Hospitals from Des Moines, Iowa to Missoula, Montana to Kansas City, Missouri. They all say they're dangerously close to being at capacity.
0: Texas became the first state to pass one million confirmed cases on Wednesday. And in North Dakota, because so many healthcare workers are COVID positive, Governor Doug Burgum announced on Monday that the state is allowing health care personnel who are COVID positive but asymptomatic to keep working, but only with COVID-19 patients.
1: Public health officials tell The Wall Street Journal pandemic fatigue is fueling the surge. People who were once more careful are starting to gather with friends and family, attend weddings and other celebrations.
0: Yeah, and this feeds into a dangerous cycle. Pandemic fatigue means that people let their guards down, which means more infections, which means more restrictions, and the prolonging of this crisis. President-elect Biden is saying to stop the spread of the virus, he's in favor of mask mandates. And he's already assembling his pandemic response team. This week, he announced a COVID-19 advisory board. And on Wednesday, he said he's choosing longtime advisor and former Ebola czar Ronald Klain as his chief of staff.
1: In 2014, Klein gained widespread approval for how he handled the Ebola outbreak under President Obama. Now... Biden, alongside Klein, intends to work with governors in every state and ask them to implement a mask mandate. If states resist, Biden plans to urge mayors and other local leaders to impose mask mandates within their jurisdictions. I want to be very clear. The goal of mask wearing is not to make your life less comfortable. It's to take something or take something away from you. It's to give something back to all of us, a normal life. There's scientific consensus and mounting evidence that wearing a face mask helps prevent the spread of COVID 19. An October model projected universal mask wearing in the United States could save 130,000 lives by the end of February. Yet, so many people are still resisting.
0: To understand why, just look at South Dakota's largest city, Sioux Falls, where COVID 19 cases and hospitalizations are on the rise. The Washington Post reports earlier this week, the city council of Sioux Falls was voting on whether there should be a mask mandate for certain indoor public spaces. The council members were split, so it came down to Republican Mayor Paul Tenhaken. He's been telling residents, and I'm quoting here, wear a dang mask when you're indoors. But when it came down to breaking this tie, Mayor Tenhaken voted against the mask mandate, He said it just wasn't worth dividing the community over a rule that would only lead to a small uptick in mask wearing.
1: You know, the medical publication stat says arguments over masks are sort of similar to arguments about seatbelts from the 1950s. Today, everybody is buckling up without really questioning the logic or safety behind it. But back in the 1950s, when public health officials were trying to convince people to strap in, there was a major pushback. Seatbelt advocates who'd spent years lobbying for legislation were being accused of being un American and communists. Critics of seatbelts also spread misinformation like that seatbelts would crush your organs in an accident or that they would prevent people from escaping fiery crashes. Mm-hmm. It took a combination of things to turn the tide of public opinion on seatbelts, like lots of research and public health campaigns like this one. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Put your mind at ease, tell your riders, please get your seatbelts buckled, everybody buckle up. The National Safety Council says if you don't have seatbelts, get them. If you do have seatbelts, use them.
0: Stat reports by the 1980s, the fight wasn't about whether seatbelts were effective at saving lives. The evidence was clear at that point. Instead, it became about personal freedom. And that's where the need for legislation came in. Individual states started adopting their own seatbelt mandates, and the federal government announced it would grant additional highway funding to states that had strict seatbelt laws. Today, wearing a seatbelt is nearly universal. Stat says the same efforts that made seatbelt wearing a habit and saved so many lives could be effective for promoting mask wearing.
1: There are big hopes for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. The company says it's more than 90% effective. Now, this drug works by using messenger RNA or mRNA to initiate an immune response in people who get the vaccine. Ur Shahin and Uslam Tureje are the scientists behind the development. And get this, their husband and wife CNN profiles the couple.
0: Shahin was born in Turkey and moved to Germany at the age of four. Turajit is from Germany. Her father was a Turkish doctor. The two of them met while they were both pursuing their academic careers, and they shared a common interest in medical research and oncology.
1: In January, Shahin read a scientific paper about a new coronavirus in Wuhan, China. He made the connection between anti-cancer mRNA drugs and a possible mRNA-based vaccine. The company they own, BioNTech, assigned about 500 staff members to work on possible compounds. Their company eventually partnered with Pfizer in the development of this vaccine.
0: Shaheen and Tereje are both trained physicians, and they both appear on Germany's list of 100 richest people. CNN reports they're known for their commitment to helping humanity with their scientific work. And according to Reuters, they are so devoted to their work that even on their wedding day, they started it by spending time in the research lab.
1: You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app.
0: We'll talk with you again tomorrow.